This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 360 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast on BJ. Vic. All right, well, this is our six-year anniversary show, and like every anniversary show, we try to do something bigger and better. And this year, we have two special guests who will be talking all nerdy stuff to us. We have Ashley and Jana. Um, I see, I did it. I did it. I just <laughs> you did, did it, it again. <laughs> I just did it. I did it you like you were German. If it's easier, I mean, I have friends from college that still just call me JC. You're welcome oh, right. to just do that. If oh, that's JC like, is cool too. I just, I, just I made your, I made your, I made your name like more uh, European is yeah. what I did. Yeah. Right. So, um, I've been talking to these two on Twitter nonstop for like what, like a year or two years now. Holy like, cow. Uh, yeah, we, we do a lot of Marvel Mondays and Marvel Wednesdays. Um, and they've been kind enough to, you know, share memes that I've done too. And it's been so great to talk to other people, you know, once, um, once the Marvel shows drop, it's, it's good to like get in there and, and, and nerd out a little bit on questions. Um, so please go ahead and introduce yourselves and give a little bit of background to our listeners about, you know, who you guys are and what you guys do. Whoever wants to go first. <laughs> uh, no bidets. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've covered this. <laughs> okay. So I'll, guess I'll go. I'm Ashley. Um, my site is with ashleyandco.com. I also am a featured writer at cpr.com and yeah, like Vic was saying, we're on Twitter. Jan and I both are on Twitter um, every Monday, but we kind of shifted to Wednesdays because Marvel decided to release shows on Wednesdays and we didn't <laughs> want to wait, you know, Wednesday to Monday to talk about WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye. So we kind of shifted, but we are constantly talking nerdy things on Twitter and on our own podcast, which is the Geek Girls Universe. Awesome. And Miss I mean, you talk now. Yeah, it's Miss <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm Jana. I uh, apparently my dogs are crazy. I think they want to that be, would on. be my child. They you know, they have this tendency to be really quiet during the day and then all of a sudden I get on whatever and they're like So you get on the phone. Yeah, that's typical. Those are <laughs> those are like children. those are like human kids too. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm Jana. I have a pod, I have a, well, yeah, I co-podcast, uh, a show with Ashley, Geek Girls Universe. Yes, online all the time. Um, I have a blog, Whiskey and Sunshine. I, I don't know. 
online, dorky, nerdy. I don't know. What else do you? Uh, when did that first, <laughs> when did that first start for both of you? Like when did you kind of considered yourself like nerdy? Like what was well, that? Let, that let's say, let's do this because we always like to talk about like how, no. how you two met and how you oh. two got together to do a podcast. Yeah. Because we'll tell our story after we tell, we hear yours. Okay. Well, we met on a Disney cruise. <laughs> um, we were both invited to Disney. They haven't done it recently since everything's going on, but they used to do a yearly like gathering. Um, it was called social media moms. Now it's called Disney creators. But anyways, we were both invited to that. Like what? Six years ago, something crazy. Oh my gosh. It, yeah. Pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 2015, 16. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't remember the first one we were on so, together. Like, I think we knew each other online, but we didn't know, know each other, but we met in person on this cruise. It was the last night of the cruise, last night of this trip. My husband and I went to this, the, one of the adult bars on the ship. And I don't know. He just was like, <laughs> you two would be good friends. And then I think he regrets that ever since because <laughs> we're so much alike. So you guys <laughs> met Yeah. He loves you. He just. Yeah. It's a lot when we're both together, I think. So you guys met at the bar? You guys met at the bar? We we did, actually. Like, and good. I mean, we could joke and say her husband picked me up, but he didn't. It's not how that works. I was going to say, are you sure this was a Disney cruise? (laughs) I need to get him on the show because I have a feeling he was. I was chatting with him. No, I was (laughs) chatting with him and another, another colleague, and we were just talking about stuff. And (laughs) we just kind of we all hit it off but he knew that like ashley and i were really he was like wait and i don't know i don't remember where you were you were like i was there so i don't know how why you weren't like like, but you weren't talking in like our little group of three which was weird but you were like in the space ish and then like came back and he was all like oh he's like ashley meet Jana," and like Mm -hmm. we were kind of like oh yeah i kind of know who you are but not like no no Mm -hmm. and then yeah, the rest is history because we've literally yeah, been and then, inseparable. Well, actually, a couple months <laughs> after that, we both were at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando covering it. Yes. And I needed a room because I had someone nice. bail last minute. She had a room. So we were like, oh, well, we can room. We don't really know each other, but it's fine. We'll room. Yeah, it'll be fine. And we literally packed like the same nerdy <laughs> Star Wars Bounds, clothes. And I was like, outfit. oh, you also have the same outfit I have. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well. So you did the whole stepbrothers thing and you're like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. Oh, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Yes. Yes. So Literally I saw that Darth Vader that. dress. It was like, cool. I guess we're best friends. So mm-hmm. nice. Um, yeah. It still sounds like you weren't in a Star Wars cruise, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so me and BJ met at Star Wars Celebration. So oh, number nice. three Star Wars in Celebration. Indianapolis, yeah. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Star Wars Celebration three. And our story goes is that the registers broke down because we wanted to get all of our, you know, collectibles first. And they had us in this giant warehouse type room in the, in the convention center. And I swear we were there for like what, three or four hours. It was just almost four hours yeah. because everything, their, the register shut down. It was just, it was the first day. You know, I thought we were doing the smart thing. It was my first time at a real major convention too. I'd have been the small ones, but nothing like this. Anyway. Three and a half, four hours go in, and they had these two lines that wrap, and then at the end they converge at the end, and then you go um, to the registers. To the registers well, yeah. well, me and BJ ended up uh, with my Converging. girlfriend at 
right at that <laughs> right at that opening before we entered registers <clears throat> and like we didn't move it was like another half hour 45 minutes before we moved again so we just started talking and saying like hey i've never been to a convention he said he's been to plenty and i was like hey do you guys want to tag team these lines so that you know while we're waiting online you can go do something else and then you know we'll just switch on and off when um you know when star wars celebration still had panels and stuff so ever since then we just started talking and i thought you know both of us thought that we would just stop talking to each other once revenge of the sith came out but then like right. six months later i went out to visit him in california <clears throat> and that was how long ago over 10 years uh, it's it's been a while it's 2005 when that movie came out so it's been 15 years at least jesus yeah. And then, and then like we always actually kind of, cause we, he lived in California or still does. And at the time I lived in New Jersey. So, um, we would already podcast not knowing what podcasting is when we would talk on the phone. Cause we would just talk on the phone cause we're so far away and we would just, you know, talk nerdy shit for hours. And then, you know, one day once podcasting started becoming big, we were like, why don't we just start a show? We already do it already. So <laughs> that's where this happened. It might be a little more toned down, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about <clears throat> 2020 kind of sucked. 2021 wasn't great. Uh, we did, we, we do this thing every year where we do uh, an anticipated episode in the beginning of the year where we talk about all the movies we anticipate. But this year we did it differently where we listed the anticipation shows, but not listed them numerically because we didn't know what was coming out. Like, three or four of the movies we had on our list didn't even show up. Um, so let's review our crazy year or your crazy year. Actually, what was the movies that you guys enjoyed the most or TV shows that, you know, shocked you or anything like that, that kind of surprised both of you that you really enjoyed. And, you know, then we'll move on to the ones that we really hated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are none of those. I've got one. It comes springs to mind. That I hate. <laughs> was it in the last week? Yeah. No, oh, I know I know which one you're talking about. <clears throat> if it's the same one, I hated it too. <clears throat> Did everybody wear sunglasses in it? Uh, Did it have a green She saved me three hours of my life. I actually, yeah, she didn't actually watch it because I was like, dude. Don't. And I don't. wanted to. It was on my list of like, oh, this actually looks kind of good. It was better they the always first time. Look good. They always look good. It just doesn't mean like like artistically they look kind of always great. Sure. But the story hasn't been great since the first one. <laughs> there are a couple of other movies like that that I was like, oh, this is really beautiful cinematically. But right. the rest mm. of the movie, mm, that was a musical. Sure was. Was it yes. Cats? <laughs> oh, no, God. Yeah, that wasn't just, even good. That wasn't good. That wasn't even this year, capacity. I don't think. No, it, no, wasn't. it wasn't. But I will uh, watch it if they ever released a butthole edition. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about that? I was like circling true. back to the bidet conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to, but I was just putting it out there that if they ever released a butthole edition, I'm going to watch it. I Not to think... be watched with popcorn. <laughs> no, no. Or Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our show. Oh my gosh. Thanks for I having us. <laughs> we can always tell. We can always tell when people have never listened to our show. Yeah, because they're, they're just, just like shocked oh, at the things that are coming out of our mouths. Oh, we had like, some really bad. Yeah, there was some bad instances last year. But uh, so, movie wise, uh, okay. What was the first first big thing for me was like WandaVision. 
You know, oh, yeah. I think earlier in the year, and that seems like it's so long ago now. It but does. Uh, it seems like it was last it year. Does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been like ten months or something yeah. like that. Um, what did you guys think of WandaVision? Was that, I mean, did that for you? Did that kick off something you know pretty cool in the Marvel universe, or was it kind of a a, a dud for you? I think mm-hmm. out of all the shows they had announced, it was my least. I wasn't, and when I say least excited, I mean I was still excited. But like Loki, I was most excited about. Mm. But WandaVision, I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Like the old sitcom like I grew up, my grandmother would watch those old shows. So like I knew the references. But when I actually saw it and I saw just how much comic book, like deep dives they were doing, I was like, holy crap, I'm so invested in this show. And we just were like theory after theory. I'm still on the Mephesto Hill. I will stay there. <laughs> and in 10, 20 years when Kevin Feige goes, yeah, this is where we started Mephesto's little seed. And now here he is. I'm going to be like, I told you <laughs> so. <laughs> so. I yeah, love I, WandaVision. <laughs> I was actually really excited for WandaVision. Um, like that was probably my favorite of all of them. Um, Loki being my second like mm. the one I was second excited for the most, you know, like most excited for. Those are the words I was trying to find. <laughs> second most excited for. Um, and and I was madly in love with WandaVision. I mean, I still am. Like, I know we probably won't get a second WandaVision, but we're getting the uh, Agatha spinoff. And I, uh, I'm very excited for that yeah, as well. Yeah. <clears throat> That show came out of left field for me. It was, uh, I, I didn't, I did not expect that at all. I mean, we ended up loving it as well. And we love the Loki show. I think, uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier one was probably, I'm going to have to say the weakest, but that I mean, that's like saying, you know, the pepperoni pizza round table is the weakest of their pizzas. I mean, it's, it's well, round table pizza is just weak in itself. So that's how you know. He's <laughs> okay. From well, what? Right, I'm in from California. Whatever your the pizza place you like, the, your least favorite there is still pretty good. So, uh, but uh, I, we loved WandaVision and Loki was was really cool too. Although mm-hmm. we had, I mean, we always have nitpicks in these things, but I think for the majority, <laughs> we really enjoyed it. Well, WandaVision was, I would say, probably the most creative out of all the shows. I mean, the 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 details that they put in that show. I mean, I think, I think we might all be in the same age group. And like, I, like watching that show was like growing up in the eighties and the nineties, watching those, you know, the shows that, you know, went from era to era to era. Yeah, Nick at night. I used <clears throat> yeah, to watch starting, shows. Yeah. Right. Right. Starting all the way from like bewitched all the way to full house and uh, all the way up to modern family, actually. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so th- by far that was my, uh, my f- most, creative looking show and and um i don't know if that was my favorite though i ended up really liking hawkeye um i was I surprised by, were you surprised by hawkeye like i i, I mean I, I remember watching the trailer going like this actually looks re- pretty good but before that i was like ah i don't really like why are they doing this and now i'm so glad they did i mean i was really surprised but, I mean, the Matt Fraction run for me, for the Hawkeye run, is one yeah. of my favorites. One of the best. So when I realized that that's what they were adapting and were bringing in Kate Bishop, who's a great character, I was like, oh, I'm here for this. And then the trailer came out, and I was like, oh, my God, it feels like the MCU meets Die Hard, and I'm even more excited for this. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it was just – it didn't come out of left field for me. I was excited about that one because he's a great character. Like, people crap on him, I think, because they just want to. 
But I'm like, you got to respect the man. He's the only one that's not a super soldier and he doesn't have right. fancy suits. And he's literally just yeah. like running and doing cardio and he gets hurt and he even <laughs> hates himself. You know, in Age of Ultron, he's like, I've got arrows and we're fighting like tech monsters. Like none of it makes sense. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, let's go do our job. With a stick and a string or whatever she says. I mean, it's, yeah, she even points literally... out, she's like, yeah, you yeah. jumped off a building and you can't fly. It's like, yeah, no, he's great. No, I mean, as far as that goes, I just think it's funny or not funny, but I think it's, it's, well, yeah, it's actually funny and, and kind of endearing too that he just wants, to, he dies on that hill that like, I don't care if I'm fighting galactic monsters, I'm going to stick with my bow and arrow. Like there's no, there's no like maybe I should no get grenades, a gun, or no guns yeah. or maybe I should just equip my bow and arrow kit with nothing but like, arrow bombs and stuff like that when he you know at the at end game he just sticks with the normal arrows uh most of the time and you know i think that's i think that's funny where nobody in the avengers was like clint i, kn- I know you like arrows and, and bows and stuff but it's not really doing anything against thanos you know like so iron maybe- man didn't make him like nano bite <laughs> you know right. arrows or right exactly or, or bows yeah yeah he he upgraded everybody except for hawkeye i, <laughs> I, mean, I mean you got those sweet pem tech ones though those were pretty good. yeah that's yeah. pretty cool yeah and i was like yes when it made the giant arrow i was like that was awesome <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was cool clearly his protective gear and whatever is you know upgraded like he's not getting shot through at every you know well his, his current outfit his, his current outfit is literally a cosplay outfit like, yeah, oh. I know. I love. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I like here. I'm here yeah. for the whole like larpers and like, that was the great. Grill. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Except that. the one thing that bugged me about the LARPers, and we talked about this, is that there was a scene where they were supposed to, like, help everyone out of the building. And they're like, this isn't oh. working. And they just run away. And then they come back in their They come back in their outfits. And I was <laughs> like, dude, you guys are all police and, like, firefighters. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. You can't figure out how to secure a scene. I thought that was funny because I was like, <laughs> it's, well, it's probably when they feel they're most confident, right? To probably, deal with yeah, a crazy yeah. situation but, that's, like, you know, got, the, got Jack do, with the story. And, you know, but they do say, you know, let they do say after they change to the effect of something to the effect of let's do what we do. And right. then they just crowd control. I'm like, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's not what you do when you're LARPing. Like, you don't crowd control. You guys are actually fighting every time we saw you. So when he for a split second, when he said, let's do what we do. I thought he was going to take out like his rubber sword or whatever and just start beating people and be like, get over there. You're supposed to be over there, but no, they're just crowd controlled. I I kind of wondered if. I was going to say the one girl did like take like a pipe and straight up like hit the one tracksuit dude. That was hilarious. That was good. Oh, (laughs) I kind of wondered. I kind of wondered if because they were all wearing the same outfits as everybody else, because they were at this gala if maybe they felt like their LARPer costumes would set them apart were like when they're wearing, you know, their turnout gear or their like blues or whatever. And they're wearing, you know, an actual uniform. And so maybe in their head, like having the LARPer outfits set them apart from like their I mean, tuxedo. I mean, well, that kind of makes sense. It makes but sense. at the same time, like if you're actually like a secret serviceman, you're still wearing that outfit and you can, but they, they the left an emergency to situation to go put on costumes. They were gone for a while. But it's, Whatever. I mean, I mean, it's almost, it's almost <laughs> as comical as like, if, did you guys watch Arrow, the show? Arrow? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I it's really almost do. as comical and ridiculous as when Mr. Oh, Terrific would be terrific. in normal outfit, right? And he would have his hair, you know, puffed out and <laughs> look cool. And then, like, immediately right after that, his hair would be completely braided. And, rough, and he'd yeah. have the black. And I'm like, I know black people. And I know how long it takes to do hair like that. That is the most unrealistic thing in Arrow is for him to get his Magical. hair like that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Unless he's wearing I a mean, wig. Magic. Nah, no, it's ridiculous. He's he in that spray, chair for four he hours. He spray paints the T on his face. <laughs> every time. Yeah, uh, every time. But, so, yeah. I don't know. It would have been cool if they just like ripped it up like Velcro, like in Hawkeye. Oh, and yeah. They, and their large outfit made more was sense. underneath it. Yeah, that would have been, been better than just leaving the situation. And Let's like, email imagine a firefighter is fighting fire and he's just like, hold on. Nobody's listening. Let me just leave and get changed into my firefighter outfit <laughs> while this fire is going on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. We're so nitpicky. It's so ridiculous. Anyway. Well, that's uh, what, what you did, right? You know that. What did you think of Kingpin? Um, cause I know at the very last ep- the part of what was it? Episode five, they said the big guy and you see a picture of him. And I remember like going, Oh, they did it, you know, cause there was all those rumors. Uh, but then he shows up at the end of this, uh, or in episode six, did you guys, I mean, did you like, um, his cameo or did you feel like we should have got another episode or two or did you feel like it was just kind of perfect the way it was? I mean, you can always use another episode or two. I mean, I take another six seasons if you let me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know about you guys, but I felt like um, the the emotional thing. Cause I loved Echo, loved Echo, to love Yelena and yeah. all that. Um, Echo, I felt like I don't know. There was like that really emotional scene with her and Kingpin when she realizes like he's kind of the one that got her father killed and all that stuff and. But I didn't feel like I felt like they, we needed more time with their their relationship in order to kind of get that emotional payoff. But I mean, because the last episode, I know Vic totally disagrees with me, but like the last episode felt so super rushed to me and it bugged me. I was like, oh, man, I could use like another episode, maybe two to kind of like because everything got like really tied up like quickly in a bow, like all those like three or four or five storylines all at once. And I. And I was like, man, that was a little, that was like a end of a Star Trek episode where they're like, just click the dial and do the thing. And we save everybody. Yay. In the last like two seconds, you know? And uh, I don't know. How'd you guys feel about that last episode of uh, Hawkeye? I mean, I agree that it feels, it felt a little rushed, but at the same time, I don't think you could have added too, too much more in for some of those storylines without eating into the next shows. Like, so the whole, Echo, Kingpin, like all of that really has to play out in her series, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so if you deal with like the wrapping up of like the the problem between she and Kingpin and honestly with Kazi, I think that you eat into what's going to be the next series for that. And so I almost feel like that's point. a very intentional um, <clears throat> tidy little bow without putting a lot of emphasis on it because mm. it wraps it up neatly for the people maybe who don't care that much about the character and aren't planning to watch the next show. But then if you want to watch the next show, it doesn't take away from what you're going to see in the next show. But then it also maybe draws people in to be like, well, that was interesting. I wonder why they didn't do this. And then it might draw you into wanting to see the yeah, next series. That's a good point. Also, you know, it's funny because people that were, 
there was, I could tell online who's read the comics and who hasn't because we know he gets shot. It's point blank range. You don't see what happens. You don't see a body. You see some people freaking out. I can't believe they brought him back just to kill him. And the other people are like, eh. And I'm like, he's not dead. It literally happened in the comics. He was temporarily blind. Like you didn't see a body and hell, this is the MCU. This is comic book knowledge and (laughs) physics and lore. Literally nobody dies. Like right. they don't have to die. Loki, how many right. times has Loki died? Loki's right. not dead. Like, come on. Yeah. It's well also okay. this is a different kingpin also than the Daredevil show that most people aren't understanding too, is is what Marvel Marvel does when they take characters from who that have been um, you know, done in other realms. They take it, pull it back into their universe and make it more comic booky, which is Kingpin in the comic books, is hella strong and almost you know not indestructible but he's got really tough skin like tombstone yeah, he's um, a bull. yeah like he's <laughs> he's ridiculously way stronger in this um than he well he's more comic book strong right he's more towards his character because he's ridiculously strong he can go toe-to-toe with spider-man um as far as strength goes um so that's another thing too i mean not seeing a dead body is one you know like i think it you know, I tweeted that you guys, I'm like, I didn't see his brains on a wall. So I know he's alive, <laughs> you know? So, and then, you know, it, 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 to me, it made no sense that they would bring him back just to kill him in one episode. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And um, honestly, he, Vincent didn't spend however many weeks trolling people to be killed <laughs> off in an episode. Like, let's right. be real. Exactly. Way I mean, too much effort. I got re- like, like BJ was saying in the beginning, I got really excited when they showed who the big guy was, but then it kind of went away. Cause I went through like the cast of characters and the Netflix shows and was like, Oh my God, they're going to bring back, you know, they're going to bring back Luke Cage. They're going to bring back Jessica Jones, Daredevil. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> Danny <I'm Rand>. just... <laughs> oh God. No, I love everything about the Netflix universe except for that kid. Well, on um, Defenders was a week. That was a pretty weak show. Yeah, that's not because of Danny Rand. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he's he's supposed to be like the the best of the best. Yeah, yeah, he's just Ugh. terrible. He's, <laughs> <laughs> awful. Just, no. God. I know Colleen could whip I his ass, even. you know. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather have Colleen Wig as as yes. the next Iron Fist. Like, oh hell yeah! I mean, if you want to, if you want to continue that storyline, just kill off Danny Rand somehow in like the first episode. I'm okay with that. Please. I'm completely okay. <laughs> Please, okay. <laughs> My Can you just die in his sleep? He doesn't even have to show up, right? He just died in his sleep. There's like, oh, oh man, he died. Anyways. I want yeah. him to die like in the most ridiculous way too. Like he chokes on a chicken bone or something. <laughs> or wait, like just something stupid. He dies on a bidet. Yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. That's how a they kill him. Lightsaber bidet. Yeah, a they real poison one. his bidet. They cross uh, universes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that. it was his 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 show was so because like. Colleen Wig looks like she knows how to fight, right? Like yeah. she's fighting, yeah. she knows exactly what she's doing. And then I was like, this is the perfect mansplaining episode when he's showing her how to use a sword or how to stand and fighting. And I'm like, you just teach- learned this at the Y. <laughs> you look like you just learned this at YMCA and you're teaching this woman who clearly knows how to fight. Her students, right? Was he teaching her students something? And I'm like, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> no. Don't listen to this guy. You're going to get killed. Poser! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like if Michael Scott tried, or like Dwight tried to teach like uh, oh. uh an episode. You know, remember when Dwight was getting his black belt and only just because he'd been <laughs> doing karate for so long, 
You just dock a black belt. There like, you that's go. What I I'm feel gonna like tell Danny my kids Rand. that was Danny Rand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Much. <laughs> I put my money on Dwight in that one. I feel like Dwight no. wouldn't quit. Danny Rand. All right, let's Danny go Rand to. Uh, let's. Uh, we're all over the place here, but we got to talk about Spider Man because. Um, holy crap. I mean, so watching the Matrix Rev- uh, Resurrections trailer, uh. I was like, oh, that might not be that bad. But watching the Spider-Man trailer, I kind of did the opposite thing where I was like, oh, no, this is another Spider-Man 3. Oh, or or Amazing Spider-Man 2. Right. I was like, oh, no, like, please, you know. And then, holy shit, you know, I go watch this movie and it was like I was screaming at the screen every time someone popped on, you know. In a good way. In yeah. a good yeah. way. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like wait, was it a good screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one being, you know, seeing Daredevil on the big oh, screen, yes. I was just like, Lost oh, it. my God. Yeah. He it, catches the brick. Was, and That movie yeah. was just fantastic. How'd you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. Really good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so God. Great. I was so happy yeah. to see him there. Uh, you know, as, as happy as I was to see Kingpin, I was just as happy to see him. But, again... I immediately went to please don't bring back everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jessica Jones, definitely Luke Cage. I, I so want to see the rest of his story it was such a huge cliffhanger on his show. Yeah. I wanted to see what happened to Luke Cage, but you know, F that kid. Um, <laughs> but so I, I know you both loved Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, I read your tweets. It's amazing. Um, you do such a good job with, uh, with, uh, Easter eggs too. Just, I love reading those Easter eggs. That was pretty great. Uh, Easter eggs are like this, are just so much fun, right? Like, you go watch it 400 times. Did you get the, I don't know if you updated it, but did you get the one where, uh, at the bar, at the, at the coffee shop diner bar at the very end of the movie, that's the original, uh, Nicholas Hammond from the 60s Spider Man show was sitting at that bar. I was wondering oh, who that was, I but I wasn't sure. I got no, I didn't. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's Nicholas. So now uh, I'm like, I'm a post. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No way. Yeah. yeah, that was the original 60s Spider-Man that I grew up watching that's too. Awesome. Um, that was original. That was him. I was like, sweetie, right now. She yeah. sweetie did right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not making a note, like you know, I'm your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. I got it from uh, Film Threat. Um, was uh, Chris, um, yeah, Chris Gore, uh, picked it up and I watched his review on YouTube nice. and he, that was one of the first things he said. I was like, Oh shit. I was that's like, I gotta go deep dive in a half. Yeah, oh that's a deep, I mean, I haven't seen Nicholas awesome. Hammond probably since Spider-Man. Right. I so, never right. watched that. So I, Oh really? Zero, zero. Uh, I was like, I wonder who it was. Cause you know, with Marvel, you're like, is that speck of dust something? It must be something. Totally. Right. Focusing right. on it longer right. than two seconds. It's something. Right. But it came back to it. You're like, it has to mean something. Right, right, right. right. So I was like, it's got to be somebody, but like, it's a number. It, it means something. Right. Oh my God, right. The number she's, pour, she's pouring crazy. coffee. What does that mean? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's how I mean, Marvel this, makes you think. You're like, oh, yeah. man, Parker's it's favorite latte. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the 60s version, you're not really missing much. I mean, for its time, you know, I thought it was amazing. Plus, I was a, only a little kid when I think I, I had to have watched it in reruns, but like they used like rope for spider webs. Yeah. And yeah. I even think he had like, what is it like, like strainers for eyes, you know, because they, they didn't have Oakley's back then. So like it was just like a, a it was like a, his eye sockets were like these little silver things with holes punched into them so he could see. Yeah, so it looked, it looked like nothing. he was wearing uh, pajamas, you know, and looked, throwing ropes. 
Yeah. And it was it's really like, bizarre. His web shooters were just like gigantic. They were bigger than Black Widow's uh, uh stingers. <laughs> oh, they weren't they weren't organic? No, they no. weren't. <laughs> no. They weren't organic rope. I love uh, what that. was what was your favorite parts of Spider Man? Yeah, uh, no home. Oh gosh. <gasps> Too many. I mean, this so yeah, exactly. I kind of was like BJ when I first when all the leaks started happening and we knew what you know, all the villains, and then we were pretty sure the other spider guys were going to be in there. And I was like, man, this is going to be a mess. What it's did I say be- to you the week you were like, when are you going to see it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> you were like, you were like, that's not true. You care. And I was like, I mean, I do, but I feel like I've already seen the movie because all the leaks have been like everything had already been leaked, right? Like, we're well, not everything, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like so much of it. And just I mean, for how many years now have we just been getting leak after leak after yeah. leak? And I was like, I'm, I'm kind of over it for like two years, this movie. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, God, yeah. And it, but I was so excited that it turned out so good because yeah. it could have been really bad oh, and because I, we knew I, what was going to happen. I had, I was like, all right, you better bring it. If this is what's going to happen, I had this be a weird, yeah, I had this weird feeling that they would just make these, like this two Spider-Man would just show up. And do these like little five minute cameos and like that was it. And I would have been so pissed. And I, I was like, yeah. uh, if Sony has control of this thing, that's exactly what's going to happen. I know it, <laughs> you know, and then I was so pleasantly surprised that we got to spend quite a bit of time with them. Um, I will and, say, oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Their banter yeah. was so great. That was my favorite yeah, part. I was going to say, and it made me actually not hate Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Like I love Andrew Garfield as an actor. I did not like him as Spider-Man. Mm. And somehow in this whole mix of like the three of them, I actually really kind of liked him as Spider-Man. And I don't know if it just, I don't know if he's grown on me overall over the last few years, or if it's a part because I understand his Spider-Man character better with the whole like Gwen Stacy thing. Like, I don't know if I'm not really sure where in that, mix it like falls well, for me he but had I really better writers do. It, well yeah that's true he that's true in this one. <laughs> it's true he did um because he's a very good actor and i love him in other things but like i just did not love him in spider <laughs> i was like of, he stuttered a lot he did this weird like i don't know this weird choice that he did was like stuttering and all that and um but he, he when he talks that a lot in his roles He's very, um, it's almost like he's unsure of himself yeah. in a lot of what he does. Like if you watch him even and say tick, tick, boom, he's very, um, almost reserved. Like he's not sure of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe in social network, he was like that too, I think, but maybe that's his shtick. You know, that's his thing that he's, you know, yeah. like. When you grew up, I grew up watching, you know, uh, what is it, Hugh Grant and all his movies. Like he was mm-hmm. the same in every movie, but he had that like British charm and that, you know, he'd mutter under his breath some funny shit, you know. And, uh, yeah. but Andrew Garfield, I mean, as Peter Parker, like whenever he was talking to Gwen Stacy, he was always stuttering this and that. But then when he put on the suit, he wasn't stuttering. He was like very sure of himself and like cracking jokes. And I'm like, well, that's more like, you know, what Spider Man is. Yeah. And so, but in this film, he comes in and he's so freaking vulnerable and like, cause he's been through a lot of crap, you know, yeah. and the scene, I mean, Vic and I have talked about it many times with that scene where he catches Zendaya or catches oh. MJ. Like I was crying, 
You know, yeah, like, why are crying in a Spider-Man movie? There's no <laughs> yeah. crying in Marvel. You know, anyway, no, so there's a lot of crying in Marvel. There's, there's a, crying. a lot of crying in Marvel. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, I was trying to do a Tom Hanks impression. But uh, yeah. so, uh, but he was like one of my favorite parts of that whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, and I love the banter between the Spider-Man and the, you know, the, so good, the back yeah. thing, you know, like going all the way back to the back, yes. my back hurts joke, you know, that was great. Right, Here, right. let me crack it for you. Dad. And I was like, yes, there was a lot of, a lot of nods. And I like how each of the spider, like the older Spider-Men got to like, kind of have their redemption moment. You know, Toby had the thing with Goblin and being able to save him like he couldn't save Harry. And, you know, obviously we just talked about Andrew's Garfield or Andrew's Garfield, Andrew's Spider-Man <laughs> saving MJ like he couldn't Lasagna. save Gwen. And I was like that. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite moments, too, when he caught her and she's like, I'm OK. Are you OK? And like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not fine. This is great. I'm just okay. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I was just shocked because like, I don't know if I said this on, you know, through, through tweets with you two, but I, I did not like the first two, uh, Tom Holland movies. Um, I like Tom Holland because I think he's like the perfect blend of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Um, like I, I think I liked Toby's Peter Parker better, but I loved Andrew's Spider-Man better. And Holland seems to be able to be the closest to both of them, but like, more so the comic books, you know, and, but I, you know, I, I hated the whole uncle Ben thing or lack of uncle Ben. I hated the fact that this Spider-Man had so much help that this guy, this, this Peter Parker um, relied on so many other people to figure stuff out. Um, you know, and reading the comic books, I've, I've gone back and started to read the comic books all the way from the sixties on and realized how alone Peter Parker is when he's Spider-Man. And I just couldn't believe that the third movie almost fixed everything that I disliked about the first two movies, which is rare um, when you're going into th- – because the third movie usually is the worst, right? Like on, on most movies, it's really not the strongest one unless you're, you know, the Lord of the Rings or, or the Harry Potter series. They don't get stronger. They usually get weaker. You know, even going to Star Wars, Return of the Jedi is looked as the weakest of the three. Um, I've never experienced a, a series where the third movie is better than the first two. That's never happened before to me. Well, and it elevated the first two because I am not a fan of the first two at all either. And then after this one, I'm like, okay, I could t- I could totally go and watch this now and not have a problem because I know where they're heading. Because the way this movie ends, I, I was so pleasantly surprised that that is the closest to Spider-Man now that we've, we've been because that is the comic book Spider-Man. He's making his own suit. He's alone. Nobody knows who he is. You know, he's like basically, you know, started from scratch again. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again. Did you guys, did did you guys too tear up when you saw the, the suit, the blue, Oh, Oh, all that blue. I mean, because of all the Spider-Man movies we've seen, none of them have done the comic book version. And I wasn't a big fan of the Holland version. I thought it was like too, it was so close to the original, except for those two stupid black lines on his arms. Like I was like, just take the black lines out and (laughs) give me the comic version. And they finally did it. And I got so emotional just seeing Spider-Man on screen. No different suit, no different nothing, just Spider-Man. And I thought that was just so gorgeous. And now it's a Christmas movie. 
<laughs> just like Hawkeye is a Christmas show. Yes, That's right. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm yes. not big on Die Hard being like. I think Batman Returns. I think you guys have seen that. I think Batman Returns is a better is Christmas it? movie than Die Hard. <laughs> I think it is not a better movie, but a better Christmas movie. Yes, yeah, definitely better Christmas movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not a better movie. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. No, 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 Christmas movie, better Christmas movie. Back the truck up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, as far as like uh, one of our most anticipated movies last year was Shang-Chi and they <clears throat> we were low. I mean, Vic was really nervous about that, um, obviously. I mean, because that's like a, a, it was a huge deal for him because um, I don't know if you noticed, but he's Asian. So uh, but it oh, was a big no deal. <laughs> yeah, not <that> weird. <laughs> uh, so and I was excited, but but at the same time, I was like. Man, look what they did with Black Panther. I mean, oh my God. So I'm like, dude, you have nothing to worry about, you know? And we went into it, we watched it. And at first I didn't like it and he loved it. And then we've kind of, since then I've watched it a couple more times and now I really, really enjoy it. And he's kind of like, I don't know, softened a little bit, but what did you guys think of Shang-Chi's introduction into the MCU? I would say, I think we kind of both agreed that this was one of our favorite origin stories mm-hmm. of the MCU. Um, I'm a, I like martial arts movies. So for me getting the martial arts movie experience with Marvel, which is like my other favorite movie experience. I was like, yes, this is the best of both worlds. This is awesome. <laughs> Not <Iron> I've watched, <laughs> no, <laughs> dear God, no. Um, and I mean, we both watched Simu and Kim's convenience. So yes. we had knowledge of him ahead of time yeah. and we knew he'd be great. I think for this role and, it was, it was way, I knew it would be good, but it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot, please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. And yeah, same. I, I think it was a fantastic origin story. I think they did a great job. Um, I like martial arts movies, not in the way that Ashley likes martial arts movies. Uh, but it, yeah, it was basically everything I expected and then a little more maybe. Um, my, my only complaint was Michelle Yeoh didn't get as enough, enough screen time. Yeah. Oh, Cause I would just want to yeah. see her like kicking everybody's. But, but yeah, like yeah. crouching tiger, hidden dragon style. So I was a little <laughs> sad about that. But she's alive, so she can come back and kick butt again. So I really scary. wanted to see her and Tony Leung fight in the movie mm. first. Yeah, uh, I really wanted to see those two legends. You know, growing up with Chinese cinema that I did. Um, you know, like I, I think people, most Western audiences don't realize how good he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like. Scorsese won an Oscar for The Departed and I'm like no the original version is a thousand times better and the ending to me was so much better um, he is fantastic in that movie I mean I think that was probably the first time I really started paying attention to him was that movie mm. uh, was Infernal Affairs that story is just fantastic and when it's I so saw good. when I saw the Scorsese version you know a lot of people we're saying that he made it his own. I'm like, yeah, but it didn't make it better. Like I've seen a lot of Scorsese movies and a lot of his other movies are so much better than the departed. And I feel like that was like a posthumous type Oscar for him. Mm. Like to, to win an Oscar for a movie that 90% of the film was already told for you. 
and you just change the ending. Like that's basically right. all he did. Right. Um, and I, you guys have both seen Infernal Affairs or no? Yeah, but not recently. Okay. Yeah, it's but, been a while. But you did you did you, when you watched The Departed? Did you thought did you think that it was better or not as good as Infernal? No. And to be honest, I, I this might be controversial, but I think Scorsese's a little overrated. <laughs> well, maybe it's new stuff. Like yeah. I liked his old yeah, stuff. older stuff, but yeah, no, I just yeah. I think he's one of those that sometimes his stuff is really really awesome. And then once in a while, it's like, oh, it's Scorsese, so it has to be amazing. And you're like, eh, but it's not always. I feel yeah. that way about Tarantino. I mean, some of his stuff yeah. is so freaking good. Yes. And then there's some stuff where and I'm like, like, eh, I'm mm-hmm. not into that. Yeah, Ridley yeah, Scott's yeah. the same way, too. Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah. but, but to be like, a- it's done by this person, so it has to be amazing. And you're like, well. <laughs> or like, it's done by this person, so it's cinema. Oh, right, yeah. right. Uh, oh, right. that too. Yeah, that yeah. too. The, the yeah. two guys that come to mind that Vic and I absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I we will go to the any movie that these guys make, but Dennis Villeneuve, or was it Dallas Villeneuve and Christopher Nolan? Like these guys can, mm-hmm. we don't have to see a trailer. They just say their names and we're like, we're there. I might not understand a Nolan movie, but I'm going to go <laughs> see it. But that's how Spielberg was in the 80s. It didn't matter what it was. I'm like, I'm going there. I don't care. In the eighties, I like how you qualify that. That well, yeah. you know, I'm 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 not. I mean, eighties and early nineties again. <laughs> like, okay. Did you guys see right. West Side Story? Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't sure seen did. it. Yet. How? What? You're not going to spoil anything for me because I've already seen the original and that's the only one that exists. Well, well it's I called mean, Romeo really. and Juliet. We saw it. We saw yeah. it a long yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say if you've read Romeo and Juliet, you've also seen it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What, what did you guys think of West Side Story, the Spielberg's version? <laughs> that's telling. <laughs> you want me to? You want me can to? We talk, take this can we talk about bidets again. <laughs> no, nope. she can take or, it. Yeah, I think it, it was beautifully done. The cinematography is gorgeous. It is stunning. I think the story has been modified in some ways that it is less pop- problematic than it was, and I think at his it has been updated in ways that still makes it at least as problematic, if not more so. Oh, I mean, it was mm, more uh, racist than the original. It was, mm, was oh, wow. mm, in a bad way. Mm, yeah. Mm, in, in, mm-hmm. in what way? Um, well, so we'll, okay. So there are a few things. One of which is the fact that we take what was originally a just, there's a scene that is essentially a, attempted rape scene that we you know in the original movie it's definitely like an assault of some level but not on the same scale and this is full-on we're basically attempted rape and we are calling it this and we're just like you kids suck and basically she says they're rapists but we just carry on with the movie like it was just a two-second thing and like it doesn't mean anything and i was like Okay, then, so you're going to go as far as saying these bad eggs are rapists, but we just don't go anywhere else with that whole, oh, okay, then. That um, might be the most realistic thing, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> how this, how this well, shit works nowadays. I, like, yeah, I mean, yes. you know. That um, sucks. That's sad. But there's just, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like, I think they they tried to make it more relative, more modern. Um, take out some of the 
I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think we tried to take out some of the racial undertones and some of the racial aspects of what was purported as sort of gang violence that wasn't necessarily like a gang thing where it was all like, oh, kids being kids, which is where that phrase came from, apparently is back in the you know late 50s, early 60s with um, these, you know, well, at the time it was mostly Puerto Ricans and then black gangs um, in mm-hmm. different areas um, with the white kids who were not happy with one another. Um, and it led, it apparently came from like an article and I think it was the New York times. Um, and they basically were, you know, they, they boiled it down to kids being kids. And it's literally right. where that phrase came from. Yeah. Um, and so rather than kind of, addressing it back down to this level of really just people are moving in and people are not happy with how things are going. They've created a whole sort of new story about like, you know, the tenements coming down and they, they did talk about how the area, and this, this is like a factual thing, but like where, so Lincoln center, that whole section is built um, in the area that this movie takes place in. And Rather than just focusing on the race relations, they talk about the entire aspect of like the the class. Okay, relations. So they didn't really well. they didn't really go that deep. Then they just kind of like grazed over it. Yeah, they and, and really they <clears throat> they added some things that I think were supposed to you know kind of take away the whole like American Puerto Rican like argument, but didn't really. Was it, it a was it a period piece? Or did they have like cell phones? <laughs> no, it like, no, it's, ba- it's okay. definitely still supposed to be a period piece. Okay, it's def- okay. It definitely still takes place in like 19... 19- because cell phones solve everything. <laughs> 61, 1959, somewhere in there. It takes place as um, the Robert Moses project is taking down um, what they call the slum area okay. of um, that area that becomes Lincoln Center and that whole like 10 block, whatever, northwest south of um, Amsterdam to like 40 something that becomes Lincoln center and that whole. Mm. Well, section. I mean, that's a bummer. Cause I actually was kind of looking forward to that movie because I, I mean, I, I still like Spielberg and, and I thought he's done, I mean, he's like one of these directors that's done literally everything. Like yeah. there isn't a, a genre he hasn't tackled yet. Yeah. He's done everything. And so I was like, Oh, I'm kind of excited to see what he does with that. And then one of his lead actors, I guess, is in trouble now. And so, you know, there's all, yeah. all sorts of controversy with this movie. I'm like, ah, I'll wait for it to come out on streaming or whatever, and I'll watch it. It's, I mean, it, it was one of those where, like, it the show itself has problems to begin with. The story itself was problematic back in the 60s. And by the time it came to film, it was already kind of one of those, maybe we shouldn't be telling the story as it was told initially then because it was problematic in the way it was being told. And so here we are, you know, it was basically 50 or 60 years, the anniversary and they are like, Oh, let's retell this, you know, amazing musical, blah, blah, blah. Like, except that trying to make a modern story of something that was already problematic. Isn't the easiest thing to do. No, no, and not well received. It probably well, and the only people that seem to be receiving it, well, yeah, because it's. I mean, if we're going to be honest, let's take a look at the demographic demographic of most of the critics. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. When I heard that they were updating the story, but Steven Spielberg was going to tell it, I was like, okay, just because he's a Jewish director, doesn't mean he can tell that half of the story. Yes. Right. Like somebody should have said to him, you know, that's <laughs> not how it's being. That's nobody in that demographic would be okay with this. Right. Yeah. Like, so. And just um, because you hired a couple of Latino and Latina actors that you may or may not have cast from Puerto Rico when you did your Columbia, wherever they, they did casting call overseas. Right. So there were, I think they grabbed, they got a few from Puerto Rico. And then I think there are a couple of Colombian actors maybe that they got in there that they, that are not, that we're not currently working in the States that mm. they cast in some of the main roles. Just because they were not unhappy with the way things were portrayed does not mean there are not problems in the film. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, if you're going to take those foreign actors <clears throat> into a big Hollywood production and you're going to get living legend Steven Spielberg to direct the film, what are you going to say to Steven Spielberg? You know, I mean, you're just an actor who was brought like they don't have any power. I mean, it, no, it's not on the same level, but I felt the same problem with Mulan. Like, just because you got an entire Chinese cast in front of the camera doesn't mm-hmm. mean you understand what's going on. Because before that movie came out, when I found out, oh, I forget her name now. I forget the name. Uh, she did. Oh, the director? One, yeah, she did that one. Chloe? No, not Chloe. Chloe Zhao? No, 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 no for Mulan. Yeah, Mulan. It was, it was for Mulan. She did the uh, oh, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. But she's a white woman, right? Mm-hmm. And she's telling it. She's telling it chinese story and i'm thinking okay everybody from behind the camera is white like not one asian writer or chinese writer was writing that movie and basically what we got was like you know kind of like a panda express type mulan movie and i always thought this was funny (laughs) like i've never i've never said this to you two on 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 twitter because it never really came up but here's my problem with mulan and you know probably what's the steven spielberg movie that i don't intend on watching black Panther was created by two white guys, right? He was created by two white guys. Uh, could you imagine if they got Steven Spielberg or some big name white director to direct black Panther? What would have happened? Why is it okay for that for Mulan? Whereas Mulan is a real person, right? Not made up by two white guys. So if you were going to do a black Panther movie and you said, a white director is going to do this movie. I would have been like, yeah, that sucks. But he was created by two white guys. Mulan was not birthed by two white people. She was birthed by two Chinese people and she was a real person. Whereas T'Challa is a fake person created by two white guys. Sure. But you went out of your way to make mm-hmm. sure that the entire crew and cast were, were black. Whereas Mulan, we're like, oh yeah, sure, just we'll just direct, we'll just hire this really good white female director, and it'll be good because it's a female. No, that's not the same thing. Yeah, if there we talked about this so many times. If there was ever a movie that was ripe to be made into a live action film, it was Mulan. Like we were so excited for that movie, and when it came out, we were like, oh my god, like <laughs> this is so bad. You know, I'm yeah. like, bring Eddie Murphy back. I don't care. Like this is so bad. Right. You know. <clears throat> it would have been entertaining. Right, exactly. It was right. so boring. And you know, it, you, can, you know when white people are writing an Asian movie when the word chi 
is used as like the MacGuffin for everything. And, and honor, honor, yeah. and she every is, five is, seconds. is like the key word that they just, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, but it, it reminded me of that when you were describing, you know, mm-hmm. West Side Story where it's like, okay, you want to retell it, but retell it with somebody who actually would know what it's like to feel that way. Yeah. So, well, um, I, I'm glad, I'm glad I got to talk to you. Get their input. <laughs> <laughs> right. Help us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last, help you. What is the last thing that you guys uh, watched this year before the year ended? Uh, Matrix. Matrix. Oh, was that the last mm. thing? Oh man. Yeah. You I mean, that's the last the new thing, new movie I've watched. Okay. What was the worst um, thing you guys watched this year? We talked about things that we oh, loved. Matrix. What was the, the Matrix was one of the worst. That must have been really disappointing. You look really disappointed. I was so. I was mad because, like, I liked. I mean, I'll to be fair, I like the first one the best. Yeah. The second and third one are not like my jam, but I'll still watch them ish. Like, not really anymore. But what? this <laughs> while new you're, one while you're cleaning the house. Yeah. Yeah, like this new yeah. one though. Like the trailer looked good. I love Keanu. Like, who does it? Like he's. He's unproblematic. He's a nice guy. I love John. Oh my God. The John Wick movies. I'm like, so John Wick four, like bring that on. I love it. And so I was a little bummed when they didn't have Lawrence Fishburne. They didn't even ask Lawrence Fishburne, which he revealed recently. And I was like, Oh my God, are you They didn't want to pay him the money. They didn't want to pay any money. Right. Apparently Hugo weaving. It was a, it was a schedule (laughs) thing, but I'm like, man, Marvel would have like moved mountains to make that schedule. Oh, for sure. So anyways, I, we're watching this movie and I'm sitting there going, this, this is terrible. Like it's terrible. The visuals were terrible for a franchise mm. that established this like visual, like bar. This, they were crappier than they were 20 years ago. I'm like, how is this possible? Like how do you have worse visuals now than you did then? Like it was the camera work was shaky. All of the new characters were instantly forgettable. Like the one girl who was in Iron Fist who turned down Shang-Chi for this. I'm like, girl, you should not. Although I love who they had for Xiling, so I'm fine. But I'm like, man, well, I'd be mad yeah. and sad. Did you, read, did you read why she turned it down, though? Yeah, because she was hoping they would bring Colleen back. Yeah, and there's a really right? good yeah. chance that happens now. So yeah. that was actually a good thing. Yeah, but yeah, um, I was just like, there was, guess. and so my, I'm sitting there and they're breaking the fourth wall. It felt like I was watching Space Jam, but where Space Jam is a kid's movie <laughs> and it's meant to be funny and breaking the fourth wall and like over the top, like making wink, fun wink. of Warner Brothers. Like it's a kid's movie. I don't expect that in the Matrix. So my husband is a computer nerd. So like Matrix is like his jam. So at the end of it, I was so mad that I sat there the whole time. I like looked at him and I'm like, did you genuinely? like this movie and he goes it was unnecessary <laughs> yeah that's a good quote yeah. it was unnecessary like, that should be on the poster it was unnecessary yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was so quote. bad and then someone on twitter was like oh if you like the last jedi you'll like resurrections i was like that's a bold thing you're lie. so freaking right <laughs> <laughs> like, did you guys like the last jedi I Obviously. did. So I was okay. like, I hated no. Okay. I hated well, it. So it was like the Force Awakens, but worse, because at least the Force Awakens tried to move forward with new characters. This movie was just like, cool, remember that one time we did that one thing twenty years ago? Wasn't that great? And then yeah. we'll do something else. Oh, but remember that other time that we did this other thing way back then? Like yeah. I was like, stop. Nobody, nobody did it. The better. movie just really seemed like a board meeting of like, you know that how they were trying to be funny when they were talking about trying to make the fourth matrix game. Right. Yes. 
and it was yeah. supposed to be funny and they're saying all these like ridiculous things. I thought like, I wonder if they tape recorded the Warner Brothers executive meeting pitch meeting and put it for this movie. movie and then just wrote the scene in there because this movie. It was so bad. At one point, my husband goes, man, it sounds like the plot for Monsters, Inc. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And with a little bit of Loki, like, thrown in about, you know, humans craving subjugation. The Wachowski sisters, right? They're sisters now. Yeah. Wachowski sisters have not made a good movie since the original Matrix. Well, the one Wachowski was not part of this. She's like. Yeah, "Uh Lily Lily didn't do this one. It was only Lana. (laughs) She's like, like, no. she's, She's like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. She want to probably do this. knew it was a dumpster fire and was like, mm, "I'm out." Well, <laughs> that doesn't explain her other dumpster fires too. But okay, well. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I, I didn't like the movie either. I think that the year ended well though with Spider Man. I think Spider Man yes. did it the best. Um, I'll never understand why the Force Awakens didn't have your three main leads on at the same time. But Ghostbusters tried it. Uh, Spider-Man, I think, really knocked it out of the park by having everything that you wanted or everything you d- you didn't even know you wanted yeah. uh, put yeah. on screen. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just think it's funny how Marvel consistently... There's a difference between listening to fans and then doing what all the fans say. Like, listening to the fans is like, we want a, a Spider-Man that is Spider-Man. We want a Peter Parker that is Peter Parker. We want... You know, we want the core of the character. If you want to change the entire premise for everything around it, that's fine. Just keep the core person. That that that's why we love the character. Keep the character in there, and that's where Zack Snyder fails at something like Man of Steel. Where if you wanted to make him emo, that's fine. But give me the core character of Superman. Give me the character that is taught by Jonathan Kent. Like that's where his humanity comes from. In his versions, in Snyder's version, his humanity is just hide. Just let a bunch of kids die in a bus. They're going to dissect you. Just run. I mean, literally both parents at one point. In you don't all owe anything Snyder, to Earth. You don't, right, owe anything. you don't owe anything to these people. Whereas the comic book version, the core character of Superman comes from Jonathan Kent, where it's like he that's how he learns his humanity. There is no humanity. There's more humanity in Jor-El you know, in, in the man of steel version than there is in Jonathan Kent. And it just, you know, that's not Superman. And I think a lot of the people who mess up these things are listening to the wrong things. Like, you know how they were like, uh, we need more jokes in suicide squad. Whereas like when you give it to James Gunn and he understands what those people are doing. And I, I just think that's like a huge problem with a lot of these big tentpole movies is they forget what people love about the characters. Well, I think that's why Marvel's so strong is they give movies to the directors that know, that understand, or that were fans, you know, of the characters um, that understand them. But yeah, the DCEU, I mean, for years we've been saying, oh my God, give us Michael Keaton as the old grizzled Batman, like training the new Batman. And it looks like we might get some of that, but like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a no brainer. You know, um, a lot of this stuff is no brainers. And finally with Spider-Man, I was like, Oh my God. Like, like at every turn, I was like, just so giddy and so happy. You know, it was just a, such a great movie, fun, emotional. What all did that you, stuff. what did you two think about, uh, Eternals? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, do you, do you want to, I mean, I, overall I liked it. 
Same. Um, I, I, there was definitely things that could have been left out. Yeah. And not you know, just like, that one scene on the beach yeah. was unnecessary. Yeah. Do you think um, that that would have been better as like a eight episode Disney plus show versus a two and a half hour movie? So probably yeah. um, given the amount of content and the amount of character the development amount of that they tried to yeah. shove into a whatever, two and a half, three hour movie. Um, sure. Like, I think the reason it didn't do as well as it could have is because people were probably most people were confused, right? Like if you're not familiar with the comics and not sure what that is all about, you're going into this movie coming out with, in theory, learning about what, 10, 12 new characters and trying to understand how they fit into the comics what do you need, like, and trying to remember, like, what do you need to know? What do you need to keep track of? How is this going to play into, mm-hmm. you know, the next phase? That's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, I mean, even when a, you understand what's happening. Yeah, because, I mean, when they made Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, dear God, like, what is this going to be, you know? Because yeah. I, I wasn't too familiar with it, and they did an amazing job. So when they said they're making the Eternals, I, I'm very, like, I barely knew anything about the Eternals. I knew it existed. I kind of knew what it was. And I, and I just, because it's Marvel, I'm like, I have all the faith in the world and this cast is stacked, you know, and yeah. I go to watch it and I was like, that was a boring, like there were some parts that I really, really enjoyed, but majority of it was like, man, yeah. if I had six, maybe eight episodes of this, I think yeah. by the end I would have really, cause Netflix did something called Jupiter's legacy. I don't know if you guys saw mm-hmm. that. Um, we really enjoyed that. And I think like Eternals, if they had that time, to establish all that yeah. they did the the flashbacks and all that i i think i would have loved it and uh yeah. it was just like you said it was just too much and then what do you think of those those last those credit scenes i was like what the hell is this oh like, well i mean the harry styles one i was like whatever like i was i mean i'm excited because like pip the troll is super funny like in the comics he, right you know snarky and eros is whatever but i actually was most excited about the post credit with blade talking to Dane and I was like, Oh, cause I'm, I'm hyped for blade. Yeah, and so when too. I heard his voice, I was like, Oh my God. And like, no one near me knew like, they're all like stone face, like what's happening. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's they're all like, thank God the movie's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're like, yeah, I can leave my seat now. <laughs> I think the problem with Eternals was that, or, or why Eternals doesn't work. Whereas guardians works is because you can, you can you can understand a group of outsiders coming together as a family. Like that's what Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is, right? But to understand what celestial beings are and to care about these characters who are just really there to fight one it sounds really stupid, right? In the comic books, it's just not a, to me, the Eternals were always kind of boring. You know, yeah. like they're there for just one purpose, and then you know, you got you got all these other gigantic that you haven't even introduced Galactus yet. Right. And you've got these other beings that are so much more powerful than Galactus. Now we're talking like, we're, is that a dog? We, we live on an egg. Okay. We like, we, we live on an egg. That's going to hatch a celestial. <laughs> like, right. like earth is pregnant right now with the celestial. It's right. It's going to pop out anytime. But that's what happens in the comic books. But to yeah. make that jump, like that whole thing about in, in the trailers when they're like, where were you guys when Thanos attacked? 
you know, but, well, and, and that's the other thing, right? Like to know that they're there sitting in the wings for like this one event when they have the capability of helping out with all these other events, like, but they eh, don't. It's not like, oh, that's not our job. Well, We're not doing it. it. Oh, I mean, yeah, at least they addressed it. At least they addressed it. Well, true, it. but like, like they, that's one thing you? that works in the comics that doesn't was, work in you know, 2021 <laughs> where people are thinking about an entire <laughs> universe. It was the, like, uh, it's already problematic where yeah. you have Spider-Man in New York City, where all the Avengers literally are in that state, right? And, you know, nobody but Doctor Strange shows up when all this shit is happening, right? Like, you don't think about that, but at least you got Doctor Strange, right? But then you put it on a global universe scale where you're like, you let the entire universe galaxy go to shit because these people told you not to? Like, Mm -hmm. what? That doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, that could have been updated a little bit better too, like where you're just like we were told not to interfere. Where at the very end they interfered anyway, and that was only yeah. affecting Earth, not yeah. the entire universe, right? Right, right. I so think it's they interfere for that. I think it's gonna be one of those ones that once we see how they play out in the larger Phase Four mm-hmm. or Five, yeah. that it'll be like okay, and you can yeah. probably go back and appreciate it. But it's definitely not going to be in, in anybody's top anything especially like, with the or- uh, origin movies can be dull to begin with right and like yeah there was a lot i mean there i there were some good bones there i said the same thing about the king's man which i okay. also saw this month and it's got some good bones to make more but yeah i agree it probably would have worked way better as a series than it did as a movie and don't market a move my biggest beef though don't market this movie to children and have a sex scene in it like for the uh, love like for yeah. the great representation in this movie, like my God, there's you know Makari, she's deaf, and you've got you know all and these great characters, but then you're gonna throw in a sex scene. I'm not taking my kids. Twenty to minutes that. into the movie, like why are you freaking? Yeah, it, it was like, like, it me of like Top Gun. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're we're I mean we're adult. I'm an adult watching this movie, and I'm I like, was I felt <laughs> I felt uncomfortable. I'm like I kind of yeah. don't yeah. want to see this in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's not Deadpool, so IMAX. therefore I don't need it. <laughs> no. And it was completely that. unnecessary. Yeah. Like, 100% so unnecessary, unnecessary to yeah. all of it. Yeah, there yeah. was way more, like, sexual tension between Wenwu and uh, Shang's Chi's mom, like, when they did that dance. Like, I loved that. Oh, and that yeah. was like, that's wow, fantastic. that's so romantic. Like, you felt like, oh, that's man, sexy. I'm, like, watching Yeah, 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 like, yeah, that was great. The beach yeah. scene, I was like, uh, like There was nothing crap. sexy about that. It was weird. Yeah. Also, you're going to eat that for day when you're done, because <laughs> sand in your bum, sand okay? is getting <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> you're like, that's how gods do it? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of like what happened with Icarus either. Like I, I get the whole, it was a little bit too on the nose for me. Right. Okay. I was like, yeah, I get it. it sun. Yeah. I'm like, no, he actually flew into the sun. Like I don't, yeah, I was like, wow, that's, oh, <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. really oh, on the you're nose. Literally flying into the sun. Okay, that would be then. like <laughs> if, if the Hawkeye show ended with Hawkeye getting hawk eyes, you know, where it's like, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> And Black Sorry. Widow, Black Widow, Hawk like Elena comes out as the new Black Widow, but she's got like two other appendages. Oh God, like, that's like Demon Slayer nightmare stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's a good show. I was not, uh, I was not happy show. with with that whole Icarus right. because Icarus well, comes back major in the comic books, and you know yeah. you kind of killed him off, and well, then you kind of don't explain like how they're actually made too. 
Like they're, they're kind of, I mean, they kind of brushed over. I don't know. There was just a lot of stuff where you were asking a lot of viewers to make, to take a huge jump and try to relate to beings that are more powerful than Thor. You know, yeah, like, I, 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 that was another thing too. I don't know. Maybe in the hands of the writers of the boys, like I love the boys show. It's so freaking good. Uh, but, uh, but oh, you anyway. don't like it. You don't like, you, Ashley, you don't like the boys. Oh, I like my you, superheroes to be good people. There's enough bad people in the world. I want oh my God, superheroes Hol- to be good. Homelander. <laughs> I tried oh, watching He's the first so episode. Bad. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I, I know. I, I read all this stuff. I'm I know out. where it's going to go. It gets bad. And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even, it doesn't even touch the comics either. The comics so, are so Ashley, bad. Ashley, you don't like Invincibly either then? <laughs> I haven't watched that one for that reason. I do uh, like Umbrella Academy and I have those comics. Yeah. Um, those are good. That's a good They're show. like misfits. So like, I get that. I just don't, right. I can't deal with like your superheroes being that awful as they are in the boys. I just can't. Uh, yeah. Kirkman uh, likes to take superheroes and just you know, turn them upside down. Um, oh, but I, I will say, I will say Kirkman so would probably make a better man of steel than Zack Snyder would. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, Maybe. if you're going to go emo, if you're going to understand the character. Yeah. Well, that's if the other thing understand. about the boys too, is that there's a lot of good writing in it as well. It's not just gratuitous yeah. and, and it's not just superheroes being bad. There's a lot of stuff in there where you're like, like the, the perfect scene for the boys is there's this one scene where Homelander is on that plane. And it's the whole scene where they're actually talking about the problematic scene from Superman Returns when Superman saves the plane. And he's like, what do you want me to do? I'm going to rip this thing to shreds. Like, I can't save any of these people. Like, literally, even though Homelander's a giant dick in the movie or in the show, in that one scene, he is completely logical. He's like, I can't save this plane. There's nothing I can do to save anybody. On well, this. the lady's we- like, she's like, save one person. He's like, oh, yeah, so that she could tell everybody that I let everyone else die. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so he just fucks. He just leaves. <laughs> he's like, let's just go. He's yeah. like, peace. But that's, yeah. but that's like, but that's the writing that you get with a good show. And I know yeah. I actually doesn't like it, but I'm just saying, like, when it comes to breaking down like superhero stuff, it, it, it makes sense. And I love the fact that they went back to, you know, Superman returns for that. Um, yeah, that was pretty it. good. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, we've had, we've taken up so much of you guys' time. What do you, uh, it, most anticipating, cause we're, our most anticipated show is coming out right before this one. What are you most anticipating for the coming year of 2022? That either that actually shows, might get released. Yeah, <laughs> either it movies might get or released. TV shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Multiverse of Madness, I think, is my most hyped movie of Phase 4, period. Because, I mean, Spider-Man was great, but Multiverse of Madness is going to be our game changer, I think. Yeah, mm. Especially uh, with gonna, Sam Raimi, right? Especially Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi it's going to shake things up like uh, Winter Soldier did back when it came out. And the ripples of that movie was felt yeah. throughout the rest of the um, phases. So, yeah, Multiverse of Madness, hands down i cannot yeah. wait so movie i'm with <laughs> ashley on that one um i'm also super excited for agatha um the spinoff uh house of harkness just because i think that's gonna be super what about uh what about the batman i'm sorry I who's mean... batman <laughs> <laughs> crickets <laughs> i don't recognize batman past like michael keaton I, oh really? Yeah, that's my. I will probably movie. watch it, but it's not like DC Sparkly for me in Batman. general is not I mean, like. He was in Lego Movie. I saw that. Well, the thing is, this isn't a DCEU movie, so that should. I, I mean, know. it's a, it's yeah. Matt Reeves too, and I love those eight movies. So it'll uh, probably be worth watching, and I will enjoy it. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait though. Like that's not mm. my. 
You guys mostly stick to Marvel stuff, though, right? Like Marvels and Star Wars and Disney. Uh, when it comes to like movie type yeah. stuff that you guys review. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, I will whatever review. we end up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll review whatever we end up watching. Well, but. we did ask what they were anticipating the most. So that's true. That's, that's true. not. That's true. I mean, John, is John McCore scheduled for next year too, right? So that would be like oh, my non- I think they pushed it to 2023. God. Just the other day. Pushed. I'm so mad. Really? Yeah. Just yeah. the other day. I love those films. I, I was going to say my like non big like Marvel movie would have been that one, but yeah. Yeah. That would have been one of mine too. I just. Man, Halle Berry was amazing in that last movie. I know. I want a movie just with her in it. She's awesome. I've Those never dogs. seen dogs oh, like that too. Fight like that. I've never. I've seen dogs in movies yeah. before, but like the John Wick movies take like it's like when John Woo started coming out with those movies with uh, Chow Yun Fat, and I was like, I've never seen a guy shoot a gun like that before. You've seen people shoot guns, but you've never seen a guy shoot a gun like that. And like in in the John Wick movies, I feel like they did that with dogs. I'm like. I've seen dogs bite people before. Well, every, every movie they up the ante. There's that scene with the knife throwing and I was like getting uncomfortable. I was like, I was dodging knives. <laughs> I was watching that scene. Yeah. Those I are mean, great. knives just flying everywhere. It was so crazy. But, uh, I um, think for shows, I mean, what? Let me try to, again, I, it's hard to keep up. They keep changing the dates, but like Secret right. Invasion, yes. Moon Knight, yes. um, She Hulk. So I just I have a feeling that Daredevil is going to like hang out. There's that rumor. There's that rumor that he's going to be like kind of like the next night nurse where he's going to yeah. be in all the shows. It just makes sense. I mean, he's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. Oh, yeah, in New yeah. York. Let them yeah. be friends. Yeah, that would so. you know? be great. Um, what other shows coming out? The one that I don't think is official, but I would love to see is Kate Bishop and Yelena. I mean, oh. I'm totally oh looking God. for that, yeah. like a buddy a cop, show. cop show. Well, just, yeah, uh, I would I need watch that it. so like much. Weapon. I have, yeah. I have probably an unpopular so opinion about that is that I think Yelena is a better Black Widow than Black Widow was. Like I'm more entertained by Yelena than I am about Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. I mean, Yelena is funny as all get out. She, is and she doesn't so care. Fantastic. And she oh, just, yeah, she just doesn't care. And she's, she's so, like straight up no F's given. And I love it. She's so confident in who she is too. Like I freaking love when she, when she she's literally mac and cheese genuinely laughs in Kate <laughs> oh, yes. Bishop's face. Like just yes. genuinely laughs in Kate Bishop's face when she's like, I could have killed you. And she just, just yeah, thinks she, it's so hilarious. <laughs> like genuinely thinks it's so funny that Kate Bishop thinks that she can kill her. It's just stop making just me like joy. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I love the scene. I absolutely adore. It's one of my favorite things from any of the shows is when they're running through the different rooms. And yes, yeah, oh and you my get the god. cross. Yes, that was oh my so gosh. fantastic. Was the so guy great. sitting at his desk working, and they're just like, he's like, what, what's happening what's right now? Yeah, she hits her. She's like, ow, like that hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah, really she messes hurts. with the elevator buttons. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so annoying. <laughs> that reminded me of Elf when she did that. Yeah, yeah, that was really yeah. an Elf moment. Oh, she's so right. fantastic. Like, well, I mean, and the mac the and other- cheese dinner, like, oh, that's, I mean, that's also like a callback to the Black Widow movie, right? When they're eating, she asked for mac and cheese as a child. And yeah, that was like, amazing. No. Oh, God. Yeah. I, it's all, I, all of it's good. good. All yeah, of it's, yeah. That's the one thing that Marvel does really well is they cast the perfect people. And you and that's the thing I never worry about is when they're like, oh, we can get so and so to play this. And we've hired this person. I'm like, OK, whatever you want to do, I'm I'm completely OK 
with who you cast. Cause everybody yes. that they, like, I cannot wait for She-Hulk just because of Tatiana. If you've never seen her other show, oh, that she should have won. Black is amazing. God, she, nobody should have so won good. like four the best or five. Show and no one was that. watching. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. She was, she was not even nominated for like the first two or three seasons, I think. Right. Yeah. That so show. Like that. My it's husband hates like superhero. Like he's like, it's nonsense. He hates all this kind of stuff. Sci-fi, right. whatever. He loves that show. He's like, she's so good. And I was like, I know, right? She is yeah, so, so amazing. he loves that show. Now, give me the remote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely loved her in that show. And I, when she was announced for She-Hulk, I was like, wow. Would have never thought yeah. that, but that's a great casting. It is a great cast. So I can't, I can't wait for that show too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have taken up so much of your time. We really appreciate it. It was great meeting you guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having us. It was nice to meet you guys too. Yeah. Yes. We'll definitely, we'll, we'll tweet each other some more. We'll catch up hopefully down the line. What's the next show for more, for Marvel Mondays now? What's the next show coming out? That's the closest. Right, it's so Oof. far away. It's a really good question. I don't know. Boba Fett starts one. I was going to say, I'm oh. like all Boba Fett right now. So oh my God. I that's right. My Star Wars gear. The Fett. Yep. The Fett yeah. is next. Cobra Kai is the first, right? Or the 31st? Cobra you guys Kai. watch Cobra Kai? Yes. Yes. Oh, God, that's, that's my jam. Yeah. I love that show so much. Do you watch Cobra Kai, Ashley? You have to, right? I you... don't, but we did interview our friend John. John, yes. He's also friend. in Loki. He was in Loki. Yeah. Nice. He's actually been in a bunch of, he just like, he's done a bunch of filming. So he'll be in a handful of movies coming so out this Cobra year. So Cobra Kai. Too. And then on January 1st is the Harry Potter anniversary special, which I'm hoping is much better than the Friends one. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> that was all kinds of terrible. I felt so bad for like Matthew Perry. I'm like, Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Yeah, um, so anyway, well. so yeah, so there, there's some stuff coming up at Boba Fett. I almost completely forgot about that. That's Dude, just it's Wednesday. Like this. I Wednesday. know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> two, like 48 hours from now, not even like 36 know, right? or something. Ah! Okay. I anyway. am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, isn't Obi Wan next year too, or is it? Did they push that to? Oh, the Obi Wan show, duh. See? But I think that got pushed, didn't it? Oh God, I thought and, that one got pushed. And then Cassie and Andor, pushed. which I'm not yeah. really looking forward to that one, but no, who knows? It might be good. No, Kenobi and Cassie, and I think we're both in the sizzle reel, so maybe they are still oh, trying to get them out. Oh man, I hope because Obi Wan is probably my number one thing. I, I, I'm looking forward to. That's that's huge for me. Yeah, Obi Wan uh, was something that I wanted a really long time ago. And I'm yeah. really looking forward to Hayden Christensen being back. Yeah. Gets, Are you? I am. Well, I am. I, They're I am. redemption. It's As redemption a, time. It, it, it's for you. It's like Angel <laughs> Garfield. Ashley's like, dang, her shade. <laughs> it's dark in here. <laughs> Wait, are you a, are you a Christensen fan or no? No, you know, no. I I don't love him. Um, watch Life Is a House heard... or Shattered Glass. Watch those two movies. So that's I've heard, He's and it's so been on my good. list, but I keep watching things that like are current that I have to watch. It's crazy. even in Jumper. Like, he was no charming time. in Jumper. John is like, I just kept watching things that were good, so I didn't no, watch no, no, like, like, my new, life. No, like new things, but no, I've I've heard he's really good yes. in some yeah. of those things. And so here's my take on the whole prequel. Yeah. You had people like Natalie Portman, who has won an Oscar, right? Who have been really good beforehand. Like I loved her in The Professional, and I loved her in Black Swan. Black um, Swan. Um, <laughs> she was good in other stuff, but like you know, <laughs> like that uh, all came after though. That Liam Neeson after, is an Oscar winner, and they Love were not. Liam Neeson. They were not very, and Ewan McGregor. They were not very good yeah. in the prequels, and 
sadly, I think it's the director. It's the director's fault. And I would really like somebody, you know, who, who knows what they're doing to, to lead these people. And, and Deborah Chow, I think is the one doing it, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, um, I'm hoping that, you know, I they mean, do a Filoni thing where well, they make Filoni's overlooking. Yes. They're, they're all overlooking that show too. They're not just handing yeah. her. I mean, so, she'd yeah. do a phenomenal job, but they're overlooking that too. They're not just letting her do. Filoni and, um, Favreau, Favreau. are kind of like the Feige of. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. to be yeah, fair, they, they were young in those shows, right? Like as much as I dislike. <clears throat> Natalie, I can't even say it. Natalie Portman. Don't say her oh name. Um, <laughs> she's the worst. And, um, you know, that kid that played Anakin. Um, Wait, there's two they, kids that play Anakin. No, I mean the older one we were just talking hey, about. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to say his name out loud. <sighs> they, yeah, I mean, they were young. And, yes, directing is probably a very good portion of that whole yeah yeah well, I'm not saying, the lines the lines I'm not that saying, saying are bad i'm not too. saying hayden is a great actor i'm just saying with somebody that sure. behind the camera is better they could get a little bit more yeah. redemption in, in no i show. i think that is probably a fair assessment and i'm willing to entertain the idea that he's not as terrible as the prequels made him look right. Right, we're gonna right. have you back on as soon as Obi Wan's over. We're gonna have you back on. We're gonna talk. We're we'll gonna know. Talk. We'll know if she liked it or not. Whether or not the she tweets. wants to come on. The I show. mean, you'll literally yeah. just be able to see it in my face too, because I can't hide anything. Like my face, uh, exactly. exactly everything. I'm kind of like that too. I like so. Matt Lanter as Anakin. Oh uh, well, well yeah, yeah. I mean, the Clone Wars, Clone Wars, were, are Clone Wars, and 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 uh, well. A little bit of the Bad Batch, and then uh, obviously uh, Rebels are like my Rebels favorite. Rebels is my favorite favorite things to come like, out, hands down. And that's why I mean, Filoni made me care about clones. You know what I mean? Like he made me care about clones. Well, and Rebels changed the game, especially right. with that last ep- couple last episodes. Right. Holy oh, crap, Rebels, and oh, they've got <laughs> such great. I'm so like Ahsoka and Thrawn and Ezra. Like I just, I'm I cannot for that. wait for that. And they just, Ahsoka they show. just cast like. Uh, Sabine. Sabine, like a couple Sabine. months ago. Like, I, oh man, I can't wait for that. I cannot wait. Like, oh my God. Fan casting for Ahsoka was amazing too. Like, the, she was. Yeah, Rosario. Yeah. 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 Are you guys, yeah. uh, are you, do you, did you guys like Ahsoka's live action debut? Ahsoka's my favorite character. Yeah. And I it, love Ashley. Like, love right. her. She's right. one of the sweetest people I have ever met. Yeah, and so it was very hard for me to get past it not being her voice right. coming out of Ahsoka's mouth. Mm. <laughs> I right, was like, hmm. Right. But That's overall, tough. like, I love Rosario Dawson. <clears throat> yeah, so I do like her as an. Similarly, actress. like it, it was a struggle not to hear Ahsoka, like Ashley as Ahsoka. Right, right. Yeah. She's so iconic. It'd be like yes. Optimus Prime getting a different voice. Yes, <laughs> right. And it's so it's not I mean, a she's only of ever Rosario. like. A, Right, Ahsoka's yeah. only ever been voiced by Ashley, so That's to hear true. someone else do, yeah, they could have dubbed it, it her was, voice over Rosario. <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> it was kind of jarring, but I mean, Rosario, I like again. I like her as an actress. I think it'll like grow on me, I guess, but it's still really hard. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. was actually at Disney World right after that happened. That reveal happened. And we did a podcast. I called her, and I was like, "Just record me like on speaker." But like literally, everyone was crying. In, Disney World, they were all like, 
they didn't like it. They didn't like Ahsoka because it wasn't Ahsoka, you know, for people uh, that love right. the character and have grown up with it. Like there were cast members, there were guests, like every time I heard someone talk about it, they were like, man, it just wasn't the same. And I was like, yeah, see, it really wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she's yeah. so, I, she's so yeah. iconic as Ahsoka. Um, I was on the opposite end when she was first introduced, not loving her character in the movie, but then as the show progressed, you know, and like everybody else, I ended up falling in love with that character. And for me, like, I know she is, a, she will always be Ahsoka, but mm-hmm. I think with an older Rosario Dawson, like in the Rosario Dawson playing an older Ahsoka, it, it kind of made, a little, kinda made a little more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still a little jarring. You're right. Yeah, oh, I mean, as far as like cartoon iconic voices go, she's right up there. Yeah. Right up. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But no, she's my, she's like my favorite. Yeah. She was kind of annoying when they first introduced her character, but like I loved her. And then by the time we get to Rebels, she's like, Oh, when she, so when she shows up in Rebels, oh my God, I get goosebumps just thinking about and it. And like, you know, I have her lightsabers from Galaxy's I, Edge because I, I spent all that money. I but, wanted to hear Vader say snips, but he didn't do it. Oh, yeah. But man, when she fights with so the sad. dual blades, I'm like, yes, oh, this is God. my girl. Yeah. <laughs> That was one thing that was really good in that show too. Was she was vicious with that lightsaber when she oh, cuts yeah. that bell in half? Oh at, god! Like, knowing full well that she cut that guy in half too. Oh my god! <laughs> so good, so good. That was pretty um, awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, ag- again, <laughs> thank you so much for all your time. We could talk about Star Wars all day long, every day. That's in fact that's what we do usually. And then we're like, oh man, we got to turn this off. Uh, but uh, otherwise we'd have like 50 shows or 50, one, one 50 hour show anyway, but thank you again so much for being on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you on again later on down the line. Once some of these other things come on just to kind of see where everyone's heads at, but, uh, but we're yeah, really that was a lot of fun. You, that you came on for our making our six year anniversary. That's right. Show yeah. Anniversary oh. show. Happy anniversary to us. Yes. Yay. Happy anniversary yeah. to you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that was episode 360 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast on BJ. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later.